0: There's a brand-new book out there. It's called Widen Your Tent. Widen Your Tent, Thoughts on Life, Integrity, and Joy. It is based on Rav Shimon Shkup's introduction to Shara Yosher, and it's written by Rabbi Micha Berger. Uh, Rabbi Micha Berger's teacher at Yeshivas Rabbeinu Yitzchak Hanan, Rav David Lifshitz, ignited him in him a dream to infuse Jewish observance with love, Musser, and grounding in Jewish thought. To that end, Rai Berger established the Aish Das Society. Aish Das assists synagogues and institutions, develop meaningful programming, and has been hosting the Avodah discussion forum for over 20 years. Rabbi Berger has also been teaching for the Musser Institute since its inception. He has spoken to audiences of a variety of backgrounds about Jewish thought, Musser, and the Sidr. His work has been described in many, many media uh, outlets, and we get a chance to get them on our media outlet right now. It's a Mosaica Press distributed by Feldheim Release. It's called Wide in Your Tent, and Rabbi Berger and I know each other for much longer than either of us would care to admit. Rabbi Micha Berger, welcome to JM in the AM.
1: Good morning, Michael.
0: <laughs> you like that, huh? Longer than either of us <laughs> care to admit. Um, most of us, I would assume in this audience, are unfamiliar with Rav Shimon Shkup's introduction to Shara Yosher. Could you at least first tell us what is Shara Yosher? So Shara Yosher is a
1: book on the um, details of ascertaining truth when you need to decide a halachic question. Uh, When is it okay to rely on majority, Um, testimony of witnesses, uh, various presumptions that the Talmud said we could rely on, uh, that may be applicable in one place or in another place and really has very little um, to do with the topic of the book, although there is some overlap because it all comes from one mind, and, and his attitude toward the world is reflected in the content of the book.
0: So it's interesting because the before we get to the intro, which is obviously your focus, the book is like a procedural book. It, it, Shari Osher sounds like it's a, a book that guides us how to... Establish a system of guidance. How to establish a system of psak, and and when you could rely on what system?
1: Right. So that's that's the uh, you know the buzzwords it throws around are chazaka and rove and sveik right. and and, and, um, and all these technical jargon right. of halacha. And one of the sad things is that when we when we leap into um, studying a topic, we go right to the first chapter of the book. Right. And the introduction of the book is usually where the author presents his world view. Um, it's not you know, it's not necessarily what every introduction is about, but in this case it is. He presents his world view and where this book fits in that broader picture. So it it's maybe, you know, six pages of material, uh, the introduction itself, but he it literally covers Um, topics like why did God create man, Um, why did he give the Jewish people the Torah. Um, So
0: you've written a 400-page book about six pages?
1: Well, because it's a 400-page book on... Um, why are we here? Right. Uh, what are we supposed to do with the Torah? What does holiness mean? Um, why, you know, how do we achieve holiness in a world where you got to spend so much of your time at a job? Is
0: this your discovery, or others have made a big deal about Rivshim Shimon Shkup's introduction in the past?
1: Well, what actually happened was I have a friend named uh, Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Berchaffer, and he um, he told me that he described it to me as the um, the greatest work of Jewish thought of the last 125 years.
0: Wow! In reference, and, in reference to the introduction.
1: In reference to the introduction. So I picked up the introduction at the time um, I wasn't yet at the Musser Institute, but I was with Hstas, and it had so much material to use and to teach from that it it's it's become. You know, if I may use a little self-deprecating humor, it's become a monomania of mine.
0: It's it's sort of become its own curriculum, it sounds like.
1: Yes. Well, it's literally a text that tells you how to live and why.
0: Unbelievable, right? Micha Berger is with us. He's author of the book, Widen Your Ten, Thoughts on Life, Integrity, and Joy. You know, widen your ten to us before we looked at the book sounded like a, a book about unity, about uh, accepting others, about uh, widening one's scope of thought and, and tolerance. But th- I, I don't think that's exactly what this is. How would you uh, describe to us why this book has a title, uh, it, which, which is Widen Your Tent?
1: So um, one of the more quoted thoughts from the introduction to Shari Yosher one of the more quoted thoughts is his notion on how to measure a soul. So if you need to, um, let's say, provide for your children, um, it's relatively easy to place their priorities very high up, and parents sacrifice for their children all the time, because you see your children as an extension of yourself. Right. When you say, I me me, you really don't just mean your body, if you're you know if you're a holy person you mean your body and your soul and then from your body and your soul you start thinking your wife your children now what Reh Shimon points out is um if you're if you're truly a giving person then your neighbors enter this fear of me and it's not a self-sacrifice um attitude that you bring toward helping your neighbors it's we are all Ani, this is my Ani, it's my neighbors, Mm -hmm. Um, it's my friends, it's my relatives, it's my, um, you know, until you get to the person who sees the entire Jewish people and themselves as part of the Jewish people, and therefore can bring, obviously not to the same extent as for their children, and we're not expected to do that, but they can bring that selfish selflessness to giving to the Jewish people, and then he goes on, and to humanity, and to all of creation, and he says the measure of a person's soul is the number of people that they include when they mean ani.
0: And, that, and, and one, one could then surmise that when it comes to, for instance, statements like, or psukim-like, that, he, that he would, uh, he, would apply, he would try to apply that as seriously as possible to every member of the Jewish people.
1: He does. In fact, he comments that love your neighbor as yourself," is literally is, is exactly literally what he's trying to uh, express right, as a way to be given. And based
0: on what you just said moments ago, b- b- even more literally might be uh, act toward your neighbor as you would toward a family member, meaning take them take your responsibility toward them as seriously as you would to your own to your own family. Yes. Pretty interesting, right? Micha Berger is with us. Where did he get this? Rav Shimon Skop, I mean, for those of us who are a little bit familiar with, you know, <laughs> recent Jewish history, um, you know, he's a product of Mir and Valazhin. Uh You don't always think that products of that environment will have such a, a a spiritual type book. I think people know what I mean by that. I don't mean any disrespect, but I think you know what I mean by that. What is, is it in his background, do you think, that got him on this road?
1: Well, there are two things um, about Rav Shimon Shkup that sort of lean this way. Uh, the, the the more minor one is actually that he shaped, to a very large extent, he shaped tells. You know, generally people study Talmud, and if if I had gone to the Rav Shir, if I've gone to your Rav Shem six year, I would have learned how to analyze Talmud and Halacha using the brisker derech. Right. He invented something that is generally called the Telzer Derech during his years teaching in Telz for his uncle, and um, and the, in the Telzer Derech, there's more of an emphasis on the why than the Brisker Derech has, and that emphasis on why, in fact, in Telz they also had things called Sheurei Daas, which are um, you know philosophical uh, talks given by the Rosh Hashiva. Um Although their philosophy was very musser influenced um i wouldn 't call it part of the Musser movement, but it was very musser influenced philosophy. It was very interpersonal philosophy
0: so would it be fair to say that the that the that the brisker method was more into the what and analyzed the what tremendously, and then the Telzer method, as you just said, analyzed the why more than that would that be happening uh,
1: yeah that there was a cliche in yiddish that uh the briskers ask vos, and the Telsersk Sarvas, which is exactly what you said. The Brisker's Esquat and the uh, and the Telsersquat. The other okay. the other um thing that we we find is that his um his grandson writes in a biography that he patterned his life after Sal Salanters mm. even down to where Shimon spent a year teaching in Yichi University. Right. And late um, late
0: nineteen twenties for those of you who uh, right, am I right? It was late nineteen twenties. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah. late nineteen twenties. And um he came to America to raise funds for in Grodna and stayed. Um there was a there, there was a vacuum when Rav Moshe Salvechi passed away right. and um so he um he likened it to Ravisal Solanter after establishing Musar in in um Lithuania moving to Germany and France to try to reach out to where um, Judaism was weaker and the forces of assimilation were taking over and trying to reach out to the people there. Um, That's not to say that he thought Yeshua University, well, what we now call Yeshua University was that place, but he felt a need to train rabbis who were going to be dealing with that community because he saw himself um, as uh, as following Rabbi Israel Salanter's model.
0: Hmm. Rabbi Micha Berger's book is called "Widen in Your Tent, Thoughts on Life, Integrity and Joy, based on Rav Shimon Shkup's introduction to Shari Yosher. It's almost impossible, Rabbi Berger, in this conversation, it's a short conversation to go through everything that uh, that you, and in turn, obviously, Rav Shimon Shkup discusses in, the, in his introduction, but you've already told us about holiness, you've told us about attitude toward others, uh, you have a chapter you call sharing, I guess that that's part of it, right, in terms of um, sharing one's uh, um, well,
1: sharing one's gifts, whether right. it's it's um, in his case because he's introducing a book of Torah, sharing one's Torah, sharing one's um, secular knowledge. He discusses um, sharing
0: one's wealth is a little obvious, and right, <laughs> and 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 those are some of the uh, subjects that are that are covered. But also, uh, toward the end, you talk about appreciation and thankfulness and going through one's day. Um, you know, working on that type of Mida. Can you address how Rav Shimon Shkup discussed uh, what one's attitude should be, both in terms of thankfulness to the one above and thankfulness to life in general?
1: So, um, because Rav Shimon Shkup so defines the nature and function of the soul in terms of relationships and connections, um, I think he sees... The I threw in that I think because this is somewhat conjectural. Right. Um, it's not actually written out right. in in the original, so it's it's in the book, but it's it's extrapolation. I think he sees gratitude as a um, expressing the awareness that we're linked, and this is this comes up in a very odd um, odd bit of of Jewish grammar that the word vidui. To confess, and the word modet, to thank, and the word modet, to agree, in Rabbinic Hebrew, are all the same root, that we are using a, a single Hebrew root to say, I realize I wronged you, and expressing that, to express the fact that I realize you gave to me, and to express the fact that we are both in agreement, and that the word Um, lehodot, or lehodos, is to thank in the sense of acknowledging that I don't stand alone. I stand because you stand. And the word Vidui is acknowledging that I realize now that I don't stand alone, and when I act, others feel the repercussions.
0: So apology is the opposite of thankfulness, or apology is an extension of thankfulness?
1: Well, they're both an awareness of being connected. In one case, I'm acknowledging that I gained from that connection. In another case, I'm acknowledging that I can hurt others and have hurt others with that connection. And in the case of Hakol Modim, we all agree, it is just an awareness that we are connected with nobody gaining and nobody losing. Um. But it's it's hodot is a statement of connectedness, which is very important if you think that um the word Jew, Yehuda, right. Yudim, right. is is a statement that says that we are the connected ones.
0: Right. Or some might say the thankful ones. Yes. Um, I don't like this question in all my years doing this, but in this case, I'm going to ask it because I always, <clears throat> I always like to paint. I, I believe accurately that any book I bring on here and every, any author I bring on here really is for everybody. But I need you to tell me who will really appreciate this. Who who is who is listening now that will you know really appreciate an analysis of Rav Shimon introduction? Uh, again, I, I admit and believe me, I want to help you get this into every home possible. But I, I, but I think that there's there's a subset tuned in right now that would that you that you would feel would really gain and would really appreciate this type of work. Who is that?
1: Well, it's obviously for somebody seeking um, some spirituality to their observance. Um, in other words, if, if you're exploring the question of uh, meaning and purpose of life in the big picture. Um, And if you're not, that's a whole different conversation we could have had um, because that that in itself is a large problem that we're having right now. But if you are looking for for a big picture, um, this is one that is um, very – Lithuanian – it's very um, interpersonal. It's Also, if you are the kind of person whose Judaism speaks the language of chesed, of loving-kindness, that they find religious expression in food drives and so on, this is one that actually defines holiness in terms you would relate to. Um, If you are um, just concerned about your character and personality and um, what the Torah would want us to shape ourselves into, Um, there's a long discussion of that. But it's really a spirituality that is based on how very brass tacks, tangible, how-do-we-relate-to-other-people picture of the world.
0: And I would add, by the way, if one appreciates and enjoys the mundane in this world and sometimes sees sees spirituality in it, and I won't give examples this moment, but if one does appreciate the... The uh, the spiritual aspect of of what what are seemingly mundane activities they would appreciate this book as well. I think if you I think if you want to um, um, uh, if if you want to understand being happy in life and if you want to be a little bit happier then this is a good book to read. You agree with that?
1: I hope so. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Widen your tent, Rabbi Micha Berger. It's based on Rav Shimon Shkop's introduction to Sari Again, it's called Widen. Your Tent, it's a Mosaica Press distributed by Feldheim Release, and I assume it is available everywhere if people just search it online, Robert Berger?
1: It is available everywhere. Feldheim is very good at distribution. They
0: certainly um, are.
1: Yes, it is It is selling even on Amazon, yes.
0: Uh, good luck with this. I'm glad we had you on, and I'm I'm sure this is going to touch a lot of people. Now we have a three-day UNTIF coming up. I hope they use the opportunity to to sit and really examine your work. Thank you very much. I hope so, too. <laughs> A pleasure to speak with you and to reu- reunite in this fashion. It's great to hear your voice again. Greatly appreciate that. 8 o'clock in the morning, Roy Micha Berger, we thank him. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at com on the Single Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh-huh.